Well, hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of From the Field. I'm Will Haverkamp. And I'm Joe Jurisic. And today we have uh, a very special guest with us, uh, Nicholas Stadden from Verde Growers. Uh, this this uh, kind young young gentleman, um, huh. he was born in England. Um, he went to Otley Agricultural College. Uh, it was just uh, where he divided his time between farm and school and received his accreditations in agricultural sciences. So um, this gentleman is affiliated with the Royal Horticultural uh, Society, the California Association of Nurserymen, as well as American Hort. Um, I'm going to keep going here because you've got a you've got a fun <laughs> list. It means you guys, you've uh, you've definitely done your time within the industry, so it's very impressive. Um, you're also an advisor to the Mediterranean Garden Society of Southern California uh, and serves as uh, the board of or serves on the board of advisors to Mount San Antonio College, uh, Agricultural and Horticultural Sciences, and CalHIP. Uh, California Horticultural Invasives Prevention. Um, so, Nicholas, we're very happy to have you. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. So, oh, well, th 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 I'm really tickled that you chaps should have me on the show. Thank you so much. Well, awesome. Well, like I said, you're a you're a spokesperson and plantsman for Faraday. <clears throat> uh, tell us a bit. That's what you're doing today. So, tell us a bit about your personal history in the green industry, because it sounds like, like I said, you've had You've done some time, um, and uh, you probably have some really great things that you could share with us today. But let's talk about your role today, and then just where you've where you've come from in the industry. That'd be great if you could share with sure, us. Sure, sure. So, so just a real quick, so where I've come from, I I dropped into um, agriculture quite by chance, and I went through a, an apprenticeship system when I was sixteen, <clears throat> where I worked on farms, and you know, as a, as you said, divided between farm and school. And long story short, uh, did that for a spell and uh, woke up one morning and discovered that the family didn't have enough money to buy me a big, luxurious farm. So uh, I actually went to work for the American Air Force and I ran a falconry program for them. So I was one of the pioneers in Europe, apart from one guy, of flying falcons, the birds, on American bases to keep the birds off. So did did that for a number of years. Then I went to sea for a number of years and ended up running uh, large privately owned boats. Um, we were doing a refit in Fort Lauderdale uh, where I met my bride and we decided to get married. And the owner of the boat owned a nursery in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we ended up going to Albuquerque, New Mexico where I um, really got my feet wet in uh, plants. So that was where my passion for plants was really bored out of me. I really didn't know it was there. So I started working in retail garden centers in Albuquerque and then took over a business for a super chap called Lynn Payne in okay. Santa Fe, a reholesaler. Um, worked with Lynn for three, four years, and then Monrovia approached me to go on board with them. And I've worked with them for 27 years in sales management, new plants, stuff like that. And then uh, we went our separate ways, very, very amicable relationship. We still remain very personally in touch with each other. And then uh, started working for one of the legacy companies of Averdi Growers Village Nurseries. Mm -hmm. And then when Jonathan and David Kirby, uh, our leaders, when they bought the companies together, then uh, I came on board as their spokesman and plantsman. It's terrific opportunity where I think where I think the best way I can describe it is plants and anyone involved in plants right now 
we are on the precipice of opportunity. People finally get the importance of plants on a, on a national, well, on a worldwide basis, a national basis. And then, uh, you know, uh, in your community where you live, everyone loves plants. So all of us listening and all of us kind of on the screen today, that we're there. You know, the best is yet to come. It's just a terrific opportunity. Man, you really fit the the spokesman per, like part perfect. They couldn't have picked a, a better uh, <laughs> no. moment to do it. I mean, just your your previous story before uh, horticulture, now and then you know coming into the green industry. I mean, you are you yeah you you fit the glove perfectly. I mean, it's oh, uh, thank you. And to see our conversation, I mean, for prior to this, just yeah, they 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 hit the nail on the head with the right person to oh, thank you grow their awareness in the brand. So, but Joe, thank you. Very nice of you to say that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. And then uh, you just seem like a very nice gentleman. You know, this industry is full of uh, salt of the earth type of folks, um, you know, the people that care and they're stewards of the environment, if you will, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it sounds like you get it. And I love uh, I love the um, thought of the future that we're on the precipice of something great, you know? Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we gotta make a note that's going in for the uh, for the teaser. So, oh, yeah, good, good. <laughs> so one of the other things you hit on. Uh, those are actually like some pretty powerhouse names when it comes to nursery. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was Village, Treetown, and Heinz. You guys merged to create the Verde, correct? I mean, could you talk a little bit about that and what that means for folks out there when it comes to having a great place to rely on? Yeah. Well, th thank you. So, so, so uh, quickly go out. So, Village Heinz, uh, Treetown USA, and we just purchased this fabulous specialty uh, fruit farm in a place called Piru, which is out near Ventura, which is uh, west of Los Angeles. And then also, uh, J Jonathan, in collaboration with a super chap called Matt Gold, some while ago purchased a, com a company called Midas. And uh, they they are an automation company, so that that's that's a another segment that we can certainly talk about. So, so just a, a quick overview of Averdi Growers. Uh, we we farm in uh, Oregon, California, Texas, and Florida, and we have fifteen different farms. We, uh, we call them farms because that's that's really what we're doing, and we employ I think about twenty five hundred people. And we're growing on 2,700 acres, something like that. So it, it's a unique group of people and it's a unique group of plants. So the only thing that we don't grow are annuals. Okay. So, you know, perennials, woody ornamentals, trees, shrubs, palms, you know, you name it. It's, uh, it's very much under our mix. What The, the other thing that uh, I believe we're the only company in America that does this that we straddle all segments of the marketplace. We work with landscape architects, designers, contractors, independent garden centers, uh, the national retailers, and wholesalers. So it, it's um, it's a we paint a very broad brush with the customers we deal with. So we get we get to hear um, you know a, a lot about what's going on in our profession. And you know, part of my job is spending time with customers. And just a quick side story. Last sure. week, I was up in uh, Las Vegas. <clears throat> and Las Vegas, it's um, going, through a, going through a lot of hardship when it comes to water. 91% uh, of their water that they use in 
Las Vegas is recycled. It, it, extraordinary. Um, you'd see pictures of Lake Mead and these other places right now and how low the water is. So they're getting very creative. So I was there with a, a very nice young chap, one of our sales team, James Onstop. So one of uh, James's responsibilities is working with some of the large hotels on the Strip. And we had a terrific visit with the green goods buyer for the Bellagio. And to understand, you know, it's all very visual. You know, someone drives up to the Bellagio, it's got to look good, it's got to look green, you know. And then when they get inside, it's a, it's, they still have this mind-boggling conservatory, uh, which is decked out in fall colors, autumn colors. And they have like a, I don't know, some 750-pound pumpkin that, you know, is almost in a cage, so people don't <laughs> sit on it and have their picture. Where does one find something like that, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, you know, so going from, uh, you know, like working with independent garden centers, national retailers, et cetera, to working with a buyer who is, you know, making the Bellagio look good, that's a real eye-opener for me, understanding what his, uh, what he's looking for and what his, what his issues are, you know, high heat, uh, high summer heat, uh, you know, a lot of salinity in the water up there. So you get around him for a couple of three hours and walk through what they're doing. It's a big learning experience. And then my job in collaboration with sales is to take this information back to our production team and say, say, team, we've got a list of plants here. These chaps would like to try. So how do we make that happen? And I think that ties in perfectly with your profession. You work very closely with the landscape community, which is, which is crucial. You know, if we all came out of our houses every morning and saw nothing but dirt, right, that would be a soul destroying. So <laughs> we see, yeah, we see the results of your work on an hourly, daily basis as we drive about, whether we're in California, whether we're in Vermont or whether in Texas or Wisconsin, wherever it might be. So working with yourselves and the landscape contractor industry and the landscape architects and designers, it all kind of comes together. And it's crucial that we understand how that works and how it uh, revolves. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, to be honest. You know, I mean, that's what, uh, I mean, that's what keeps you relevant. It keeps you purposeful for your yeah. clients. You yeah. know, it's, uh, I think that's one of the things that we, you know, try to pride ourselves on at Landscape Hub is partnering with, with growers like yourself that are looking out for the folks that are on the front lines. Like, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I love what you're doing there. Yeah, thank you. It's one of the biggest disconnects that we've seen and and you know working at Landscape Hub is, you know, what what the landscape contractors, the architects are working off of and then what the growers uh you know are growing and you know what works for them and then trying to marry the two together. Even to, like today that is still a very common theme and discussion growers is how do we connect better with people planning the plants for the future like you know we can and then in the same vein for the architects they're like we're going off catalogs and trying to make stuff work and it's yeah. you know no one has time to actually sit down and do it we're all we all live in a very quick chaotic world a lot of sure. fast, fast pace yeah. so um you know the ability that you're out there doing that with with the with the customer ultimately helps you as a grower and then helps strengthen your relationship. So, so, so hats off, kudos. And then yeah, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you for helping us and doing that as well. Oh, well, it's, it's our, it's our privilege. Thank you. You know, and here's the fact, thank you for having us on board. Um, the, 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 our profession 
is uh, all of us who are involved in plants, hardscapes, whatever it might be. Um, it's a very it's a very sharing business. And yes, there's intellectual property and all that type of stuff involved and things that people can or can't talk about. But the more that we um, we're open with each other and the more we converse with each other over a period of time, um, you know, uh, Will and John, you know, we were talking about before we hit the recording button, you know, we were talking about Mance. Um, What's it stand for? The Mid-Atlantic Nestry Trade Show, right? Yeah, you got it. You got it. So, yeah. So um, you're having an event at Mance. So for uh, the listeners, if any of you are thinking about being at Mance, you know, uh, come, come and see us there. You know, make sure you get with Joe and Will. That's when we'll do a great job of being together because that's when we can talk mm-hmm. and we can say, so what's going on with your company? You know, what's keeping you, what's working for you? what's not working for you, what's keeping you awake. And then as growers, or whether you're buying mulch from somebody or whatever it is, or stone or bricks or mortar, you can kind of understand where their issues are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, materials, pricing, they're all delivery. They're all, you know, crucial conversations today. And all, all of them, those conversations happen with us on a daily basis. We're yeah. all trying to, you know, solution around all those things to make the life of the you know the industry pro better you know and easier so yeah yeah we uh, go ahead yeah so if if i may and um, please feel free to shut me up but i'm I'm cool with (laughs) that great this is awesome um the um i forgot what i was gonna say bear with me um if we can understand from vendors and customers viewpoint, you know, where your business is going, then then in turn, people can spend more time planning. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the one of the things that I've seen that really slows all of us down is that we spend too much time reacting. And and I I I, I, I can't say I'm a I can't say I do this, right? But I, I firmly believe as um, whether you know a manager, a business owner, someone who you know moves the pieces of a company about with a, a buyer, right? That you have to close your door and you have to close your door on a regular basis. And if you said for how long, you should be closing your door, I think, for at least 10 to 15% of your time. Put put the red flag up, right? So people don't disturb you. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer emails, et cetera, et cetera. You've got to figure out how you can plan your business so you spend more time planning and you'll spend less time reacting. And you'll you'll have a much smoother business. You'll have yeah. a team of people, men and women, that work for you that really will appreciate that. They'll do a better job for you. Um, you'll, you'll be a, a calmer person. I, I know, hard to believe, but there are moments when I do unravel, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I tend to do that when no one's looking. So um, yeah. that, that that whole planning business is it's uh, yeah. crucial. No, no, that, yeah, go ahead. Go go ahead, Will. No, I was going to say that that's that's pretty key. I mean, part of the reason why we decided to do this podcast was to talk about things just like this. You know, I, I think uh, one of the cool parts of our industry is that everyone is so willing to talk about their successes, you know, like what's, what's, what works and what didn't, what doesn't, 
Um, and then we're looking to like help each other become better. You know, there's definitely healthy, good competition within markets, but then there's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of, uh, work and opportunity that's out there for everyone. I mean, it's, this is a pretty large market, um, across the U S you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of available, uh, available dollars, if you will. So I think there's room for a lot of us to be successful. So yeah, yeah. You know, being able to share those kind of tidbits and things are, are pretty, are pretty key. I mean, Joe just went to the nursery management conference in San Antonio. And what were some of the takeaways that you had there, you know, as far as for business owners? Um, I mean, pretty much a lot of these, um, a lot of the growers are trying to figure out how to price moving forward, oh. uh, you know, with, with their costs going up across the board. Uh, and then, you know, trying to keep that cost within a, a fair a fair amount to the customer. Um, you know, it, it's in a lot, a lot of these nurseries are saying they're absorbing costs and then, you know, raising where they can, cause they're trying to work and, you know, can keep continue the relationships with their, with their end user versus being like, well, let's see, uh, plastic was up 25%. Fertilizer was up 10 to 15%. Containers are up 10, 15%. That adds up quick. And even on the B and B side, of course, I mean, it's, it's across the board. And, uh, you know, the, the, the growers were said they were sharing their information with each other and that it's competitors in the same room being like, how do we work together on this? And that's not collusion or whatever that is, but just how, how do we make the industry a better place where, you know, we can make a, you know, a living and, and be happy with what we do. And then our customers feel good about making the purchase from us. And, and then that's how, you know, everything just continues to snowball, um, that was one big takeaway. Another big takeaway from nursery management was how do I work with my customer? Uh, customer, you know, if they want to text me, maybe they want to start buying online from me because it's a bit more convenient. And that that kind of you know resonated with me, of course, with Landscape Hub. Uh, another one uh, on there was podcasts, getting mm. to know like what we're doing here, getting to know each sure. other. Um, so there it's the, the fact that a bunch of the, and these were, you know, it's a very reputable name nurseries there being open and talking about, and then, you know, having networking events and sitting down and having a cold beverage and being like, yeah, this is what works for me. And this is what, you know, my, my friends would shit the bed, you know, and, and, and being honest about it. So that's, I think something that makes, makes our industry great. We've mentioned it in the podcast before about, you know, just the, the salt of the earth people, um, just yeah. being open and sharing and we've got one on the podcast today i mean talk about one of the most salt of the earth people out there with a, with a reputation um so it's it, it was awesome nick i want to ask you a question you guys are doing your due diligence with your customer which is which is i think you know probably 60 percent of uh, what it takes to run a successful business what are a couple other things that you and the verde do uh to kind of either separate yourself from other growers or you know what are a couple uh key mission statements or core things that you do to help, you know, keep the ship running the way it should be. Sure. We're very, um, so, so in marketing, we have a, we have a, a sm very small, um, committed group of people in marketing, marketing. I think there's four, four of us, five of us, something like that. Um, one of the key initiatives that we embarked on many years ago was providing information. And so we have, uh, we have bi-weekly product knowledge sessions with our sales team. And a, a super lady who I have the privilege to work with, Susie Weiss. Susie's based down in San Diego. We put together these events in collaboration with our director of new plants, Tom Foley. And so for an hour, uh, every other week on Fridays, we do these product, uh, product knowledge sessions with our sales team. And um, we'll have, I think we invite about like 80 people um, sales team, operations team, 
So it gives a very broad swath of people the opportunity to come and listen to what we're talking about. So bearing in mind when the company originally came together, you know, we, we had a number of sales teams from these different companies. So our opportunity has been to bring them together uh, and teach them about all the different plants that we grow. And it's very much an ongoing process. So, and then once we've done the presentation, the sales team have a link uh, and they also have the PowerPoint of the presentation. And we encourage them to pass that on to their customers. So our customers can see who we are, what we're talking about, et cetera, et cetera. So, one of, uh, so we talk about plants from all across America. Now you might say, well, hey, I'm in New York and you're gonna talk about plants in California. I've got no interest in that. Absolutely not. You do have an interest in that. We've, mm -hmm. we've seen this movement of plants from the warmer regions of America, like agapanthus, for instance, right? So agapanthus was always sold in California, you know, it was planted in the ground, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now we're seeing these plants move across America to the colder regions, whether it's Midwest, upper Midwest, East Coast, up into Vermont, where people are using them for annuals. So the breeders have got wind of this. And yeah. we're, tie we're tied in with a, an Australian, a correction, a South African breeder of agapanthus through a program called Sunset Southern Living, that has got this blow your socks off group of agapanthus. So we move, this is just one plant. So we move those all the way across America. The other thing is we have these massive horticultural encounters and we've just finished uh, a three day horticultural encounter. And we should, um, and you know, my apologies, I, I'm, I don't think we invited you, but we can send you the link and, and we can have a gander at this together. And, um, we we talk about plants. We have um, have you heard of a uh, a professor from Delaware Un Delaware University called Dr. Douglas Tallamy? Doctor, no, uh -uh. he is so he is Doug Tallamy is starting an initiative on a national basis pertaining to pollinators, birds, and gardens. It is going to be very big. He's kind of like one of America's leading. I think the correct term would be entomologist written several books so we get people like him on talking about what he's doing we get people like denny werner who is the leading uh, redbud or circus breeder in america talking about what he does which is terrific for your community of landscape contractors because then they can they can understand about a, a new group of plants that will really take the market by storm and in turn they can pass the attributes of these plants on to their customers and we have a local nursery. Um, so we, we invite, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying competitors, right? But people who sell plants against each other, right? But we invited Randy Baldwin. Randy Baldwin has a nursery called San Marcos Rose. He's one of the leading plant explorers, relationship builders uh, on the West Coast of America in the 14 Western states. So we invite these local experts in, you know, for the sharing deal. And I don't think anyone else in the States is doing that. Um, and from, from that, we learn from you know, the growers, the experts, and it helps us, it helps our customers to broaden their reach and their knowledge base. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is, it is about educating. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're doing both ends of it, you know, working with your customer and then also with your employees and your competitors. I mean, like, that's... Uh, um, 
<laughs> that's what you would call like it you know hey you you've grown yeah. up in the industry you guys are mature you know what's you know what's what and you're you know you're proud of what you do but you're not afraid to talk about it you know sure. like it's, uh that's that's pretty amazing i'm sure there's sure. some secret ingredients to your special sauce that you don't share with everybody but you know sure. for the most part it is about educating people and we learn that too just with our with our positions in our company about educating our clients and you know this is part of growing a relationship too right here nicholas like uh you know as far as uh it's pretty enlightening just to get to know you for about 30 minutes here oh, and thank i'm like you. neutral you know, yeah I'm like hey what are the possibilities of you know just some of the connections and the folks that you've gotten to know in the industry to where we could bring some of those people in like uh you know to talk with our with our clients to maybe have them on podcasts sure. do some things sure. jointly at at mance and and like you say like we're we're not just in this to, you know, just provide a marketplace. We're in this to like make our industry better on both sides of the fence, whether it's the supplier or the contractors or the guys out doing the work, you know, like sure. it's uh, again, salt to the earth folks. I mean, we care about one, each other, one, one another, you know, like it's, uh, it's important. So, yeah. yeah. If, if I just have a couple of other things, if I made, you know, to, to your audience, please do. Um, part of this planning time, uh, I don't. Do, do you guys travel? Are you on airplanes a lot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm on airplanes a lot, right? So, the you know, and I fly Southwest a lot. So there's downtime. You know, I'm sitting in an airport, and yes, I can you know plug away on my computer and stuff like that. <clears throat> what I like to do is um, chat. We we have a term in England called chatting people up. Have mm -hmm. you heard that when you chat someone up? That one yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah, you kind of chat them up. So I find people in the airport to chat up. And, uh, you know, can be men, can be women, can be groups of people, right? Whoever it might be. And it's really fun to, to chat these people up and then quietly turn the discussion towards plants. So this plant conversation is right. It's, it's right on the edge of everyone's radar screen today. So, you know, what, you know, we all, what do you do for a living? You know, oh, I, you know, I work in an office and how, how's it going now? Oh, you know, good, good. Do you have any houseplants? Yeah, we've all got really keen on houseplants. You know, do, you, do you know what they're called? Well, you know, I think there's one called mother-in-law's tongue, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so understand the environment that people are in and then where do they value plants? Crucial, uh, garden shows. Uh, like the Philadelphia Flower Show, the Northwest Flower Garden Show. For those of you listening, if you have a local garden show going on, you've got to get out and you've got to stop whatever you're doing. You've got to get down there and be a part of it. Chat to people, seeing what they're buying, right? See what, seeing what pricing they're paying for plants. Uh, it, you know, see, believe this or not, right? Pricing is the seventh objection as to why people do not buy something. I promise you, go shopping with my bride at some point. She's a prime example of that. So, and I know the contracting business can be difficult when it comes to price, but yep. what we've got to, we listen to these people and we watch how the consumers buy. I'm telling you, it's an education. It can change the way that you do business. You've got to focus on the attributes of your company. Take a, uh, take a legal sheet, piece of eight by 11, whatever it is. And on one side of it, you, you put, write down what we do well, right? And on the other side of it, you write down what we're struggling with or what we don't do well. And then 
Um, interview the people in your office, interview your customers, ask them, you know, what did we do well? What didn't we do well? And then just sit there, right? Ask open-ended questions. You know, someone gives you an answer, nod your head, right? You know, yeah. and people will tell you more, but tell me more, tell me more about your experience with your company. And if you can understand that sort of uh, knowledge coming back to you and use that to the benefit, benefit of your company and the benefit of your customers, it's crucial. Um, there, there was one more thing. It, it, I've forgotten it'll come to me. <laughs> All good. That yeah. was great. I mean, the moral of the story is just flat out just listening, sitting back and absorbing, and then, then taking that that knowledge and, and putting it to good use versus, you know, maybe getting the, you know, our, our industry is full of great people, but there's a lot of also headstrong people. But I mean, you got to have leaders to, to, to do that. And sometimes one's vision can cloud what's good for, for the rest. And it's not a malicious intent at all. And that's yeah. so, so taking, taking the step back, sitting back, listening and absorbing yeah. that is, is, yeah. is, is key. I think, I think we miss that in our day to day with how hectic we get, right? Like, Oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. And that that gets that gets um it gets lost just because you're trying to put out fires versus yes. sitting back and, and maybe watching the recap of what started the fire. So yes. and, and I think I think everyone involved in our profession has to realize how valuable they are to the customer. Um, a couple of years ago I did a bunch of research on uh, value return on dollar, like for a kitchen, a bathroom, and uh, a new garden. So for a dollar return on a bathroom was something like you know, 85 cents. Dollar return on a kitchen was something like 89 cents. Dollar return on a new landscape was something like 96 cents. Someone is going to buy a house and they, dr they drive up to a house, right, where it's a mess. You know, you'll be amazed the amount of people that will turn to the real estate agent. They'll say, keep driving. Mm -hmm. It's got to look good. It's got to have some curb appeal. It's got to have some sex appeal, if you'll pardon the expression, right? Yeah. So it, it is, isn't it? So, you know, it's the same. Um, I've, I, I lie in bed and I dream about how can I follow the trail of a job that's drawn by a landscape architect, right? The plan goes from the architect to the owner, and then the owner of the building puts the job out to bid. And I have yet to figure out how I can follow that umbilical cord along. But the owners, right? Have you done that, Will? We we definitely, we have uh, some technology that could help with it, yes. Oh, that, so so to me, the uh, the owners, there are, there are a lot of owners out there who do understand the value of plants and how it, it, how it makes a building look and how it uplifts a building. But for those of them that don't, it, it's crucial for the, the contractor or whoever, the landscape architect, to take the time to, to remind them, without preaching to them, the value of plants. You know, you're one of the really great ways. So whether you're going to do a job for somebody or not, whether you're bidding the job, whether you've completed the job, et cetera, give a gift. It is absolutely important to give a gift and sign it and put a nice message in there for the person, even if you give them a bid, give them a gift, yeah. because it's a personal thing, and it touches their emotion. Um, you know, a, a beautiful plant book, whatever it might be, some something like that to say, thank, thank you for the opportunity for bidding for your business. I'd like to give you this, because it's been a fun experience for me. And in here, there's a lot of plants that we grow and use in your landscape, and you put your name on it. That 
that will come back to you. I promise you. Um, you, you will be richly rewarded for something like that. And the same when you've completed the job, thank you for your business. You give them something. That's that's key. Uh, coming from the contractor world, that right there is key. I mean, we've, I've dealt with some other contractors in my landscape hub life that have done that, and it pays dividends. That uh-huh. you know, just that simple, you know, heartwarming gift turns them into a lifelong client, just because yep. they know that you're you're caring for them, and you're just not another project. Like just all right, thanks. On to the next. Yeah, yeah. So, so a real hot tip for those of you on the line here: save you some dollars. So, uh, there is a company called Timberland Press, right? And so, you're you have you have a bona fide business. If you buy, I think it's like ten books, ten or fifteen books from Timberland Press. They're also and they're under Story Publishing, right? You get something like a forty percent discount off the published price. On the book, you know, where you open the book and it's got $26. So you're buying that for your business, right? You can get something like a 40% saving on it. And so, you know, it, it, it's costing you less and you're doing a lot of good. That's, That's awesome. great. That's making a lasting impression. You know, it's, uh, it, there's so many, so many people out there, uh, doing this work and something to, to set you apart. That's a great, um, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. Uh, we were just on another gentleman's podcast the other day. We, we're starting to do some of these uh, kind of back and forth. And um, this guy sent me a copy of his book and gave me a bag of beef jerky. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a great way to, to start, yeah. start a conversation. He flat out said, who, who who's you know, who would get mad at getting sent beef jerky? Or, yeah, and, you know, started the conversation off. Yeah, that's true. Well, I have to. What, what's it taste like? I. I, I don't think I've ever eaten beef jerky. And that, no? doesn't, that oh, doesn't mean, no, no, don't send me any if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> well, I already was thinking that, but yes. No. Yeah. Will's, got a favorite, Will's got a favorite one out of Wisconsin. So right. he pushes them out anytime he can. Well, bring a bring a pack with you at, uh, at Mance and I'll go in a corner with you and we'll we'll try a, try oh, a chew you, or whatever you, you call it. How are you with spicy things? Are you okay with it? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yes, sometimes my wife, I have says, she says I have a weak stomach, which I disagree with, but you know, I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we start with a small piece and we'll go from there. We'll see. Terrific. I don't want you breathing fire or anything, you know, they've got, uh, they got a bunch of different flavors and whatnot. It's good stuff, but yeah, fun. Thank you. Thank you. Episode, episode two jerky reviews. So, yeah. (laughs) So, so here, look, I I have a question for you, chaps. Sure, Sure. With with your business, um, what are some of the things that keep you awake at night, whether it's from a grower end or working with contractors or landscape architects? What are some of the things that worry you on a, um, now, today? And what are some of the things that worry you two or three years from now? Wow, what a question from Nicholas Dadden. Will and I challenge you to answer that for your own business. Tune in for part two. As Will and I answer the question, along with some other fun stuff, you won't be disappointed.